Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we delve into The Revolutionary, a gripping narrative that shines a light on an iconic yet complex individual who played a pivotal role in the American War of Independence. This book peels back the layers of history to expose a man of stark character and profound contradictions. As a champion of revolutionary ideas and a staunch defender of civil liberties, his contributions have undeniably shaped the contours of a nation's revolutionary spirit. Authored by the esteemed Stacey Schiff, whose name is synonymous with excellence in the field of biography and history, the book is a testament to her meticulous research and narrative finesse. Acclaimed internationally and honored with the prestigious Pulitzer Prize, Schiff's works are not just books, but gateways into the lives and times of history's most intriguing figures. The Revolutionary is an essential read for enthusiasts who relish in-depth explorations of historical figures that catalyze transformative changes. It offers political thinkers new perspectives on the machinations of revolutionary politics, while also providing powerful real-world illustrations of how ideals can be fiercely defended and enacted. Whether you're fascinated by the personal stories that weave the fabric of history or are seeking narratives of powerful conviction and relentless pursuit of progress, this book will inspire and inform. Join us as we reflect on the legacy of a man who stood at the heart of a revolution and learn what it truly means to set the wheels of change in motion. The Revolutionary Samuel Adams Introduction Unveiling the Mastermind Behind America's Drive for Independence When the dust of the American Revolution settled and the textbooks were written, certain names were engraved in the annals of history, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, and Benjamin Franklin, among others. But before the battles and declarations, a fire was kindled stoked by a man whose name doesn't echo quite as loudly in the corridors of history, Samuel Adams. This son of a brewer from Massachusetts may not have commanded the troops or penned the famous lines of the Declaration of Independence, but his influence was no less pivotal. Diving into the early whispers of rebellion, we'll glimpse at how Adams leveraged the power of pen and posture to advocate for liberty when the notion was still radical and revolution, a distant rumble. Samuel Adams, the mind that sparked a nation's quest for self-rule. With Samuel Adams' story as outlined in Stacey Schiff's The Revolutionary, we are embarking on a journey not just through history, but through the tapestry of ideas and actions that led to the birth of a nation. Samuel Adams was not merely a politician. He was a visionary whose Enlightenment thinking carved the path for a new world philosophy. As we traverse the crucial years before the outbreak of war, we witness how Adams sowed the seeds of discontent against the British rule and nurtured a unified revolutionary spirit across 13 disparate colonies. His legacy is the realization that the quest for independence was not solely won on the battlefield, but in the minds and hearts of those who dared to dream of a different society. Part 1. Stepping into the Shoes of a Revolutionary Samuel Adams found himself at a crossroads, 
with the passing of his father in 1748. The once stable life of the Adams family was shaken to its core as debts clawed at their doorstep, threatening to rip away their home. Although Samuel was no stranger to the world of academia, holding two degrees from Harvard, the cruel twist of fate had not favored his ventures beyond the university walls. Whether it was an ill-fated attempt at ministry or stumbling through the legal domain, success seemed to evade him. Yet it wasn't the lack of conventional success that defined Adams. It was his choice to walk the path less traveled, his decision to single-handedly raise his children in the wake of his wife's death, a testament to his character. Moreover, his second marriage came with an unexpected twist. With the wedding gift of an enslaved woman, Adams made a bold declaration. In his household, she would be granted freedom. This act of defiance was an early sign of the principles he would later champion on a larger stage. Samuel Adams was a private man, driven not by the public eye, but by his firm beliefs forged within the intellectual enclave of Harvard's main library. Conversations with Enlightenment thinkers had nurtured in him a profound understanding of human motivation and the pursuit of self-interest. So, when the catastrophic dissolution of the land bank struck, threatening the economic independence of his fellow Massachusetts businessmen and farmers, Adams perceived this not only as a personal affront, but as an existential threat to the colony itself. The collapse of the land bank was a pivotal moment, a trigger that revealed to Samuel Adams the glaring vulnerabilities of relying on distant British entities, a parliament, and a king who had little connection or concern for the American colonies. It was his cousin John Adams who vividly remembered the transformation of Samuel from a private citizen into the roaring voice of political dissent. With the land bank fiasco as the backdrop, Samuel Adams emerged as an unstoppable opponent to British rule, a man propelled by the fact that he had, in every significant way, nothing left to lose. Part 2. The Shadow That Stirred Rebellion At an age when many would be contemplating retirement, Samuel Adams was stepping into the tumultuous arena of politics. Starting with the seemingly insignificant post of market clerk in 1747, Adams safeguarded himself on the brink of destitution. Yet his ambitions reached far beyond the scope of maintaining markets. With a burning vision and concerted efforts with his confederates, he also co-founded the Independent Advertiser, a newspaper that provided a platform for his burgeoning revolutionary ethos. In its pages in January of 1748, the paper chronicled an event that crystallized the brutality of British naval impressment for all of Boston to see. It was the unlawful conscription of Bostonians by Admiral Knowles, whose crew's desertion led him to capture substitute sailors straight from the city's streets. This act of aggression kindled a fierce uprising, where clubs and bricks became the desperate instruments of resistance. Adams saw in this violent revolt a beacon, a testament to the formidable power innate in collective action. Samuel Adams's incendiary articles, often veiled behind the guise of a pseudonym, fanned the flames of civil unrest. His writings were unapologetically biased against the Crown's tight grip, crafting a narrative that was starkly different from the detached official reports that filled other publications of the time. It was within these pages that the notions of balance of power and taxation without representation, 
leaped from thought to ink, ideas that would later become synonymous with the American quest for independence. The bitter dissolution of the land bank by the crown in 1741 had been a revelation, exposing just how starkly the objectives of the Massachusetts colonists diverged from those of the distant monarchy. Adams's pen didn't just criticize, it was a tool for persuasion, relentlessly advocating for the interests of his home colony with the conviction that unwavering vocal unity could catalyze significant reform. Adams's privacy was as much a practical necessity as it was a personal choice. He lived in the shadows, not only to protect his own safety, but to shield the network of patriots that communicated through him. His correspondence often bore the instruction, burn after reading, and stacks of letters were reduced to ashes under his vigilant watch. Even when Cousin John expressed astonishment at such destruction, Adams revealed a higher priority than posterity, the safety and well-being of those who were aligned with him in the struggle for American liberation. Part 3. A Calculated Climb Toward Colonial Influence As the drama of the land bank's unresolved debts continued to unfold, Samuel Adams found himself in a familiar position, toe-to-toe with the agents of English fiscal authority in 1751. Climbing the statehouse steps to once again confront the collectors, Adams armed himself with meticulously prepared accounts, testament to his near eradication of his family's debt. However, the evidence he bore was brushed aside, regarded as an affront by the committee. His appeal for fairness completely dismissed, yet the tides of public opinion were flowing in his favor. Boston, witnessing Adams's audacity, chose him as a tax collector, a role many would consider a double-edged sword. It was a position fraught with personal risk, as collectors bore responsibility for any uncollected taxes. Nonetheless, it was Adams' strategic entry into public service, a chance to pull himself out of poverty and, simultaneously, a means to alleviate the economic pressures on his local community through deliberate leniency. Adams's tenure as a tax collector was marked by benevolent negligence, often waiving dues in the wake of tragedies like the devastating fire of 1760. His leniency culminated in an outstanding debt that overshadowed those of his peers. When the time came for re-election in 1765, Adams declined, and over time, a consortium of private supporters, including his Harvard comrades, quietly quenched his tax liabilities. The people of Boston seemed to look kindly upon Adams's unorthodox approach to tax collection. Their appreciation was evident when they elevated him to the Massachusetts House of Representatives in 1769. Adams possessed a keen knack for being where decisions were made, always with the right words and ideas that echoed through the social strata of Boston. As a member of the House, he secured a place in the very heart of the burgeoning political tumult, his voice setting the tone for the imminent revolutionary conflict. Part 4. Stoking the Embers of Independence Samuel Adams's journey of defiance against British financial maneuvers reached a boiling point with the succession of heavy-handed parliamentary decrees. If the land bank debacle had drawn Adams toward rebellion, it was ultimately a series of strategic taxations that sharpened his focus toward independence. April 5, 1764, marked the passage of the Sugar Act, 
a legislation King George III believed would sweeten the coffers of Britain through taxing colonial sugar imports. This effort to defray colonial maintenance costs, however, stirred a hornet's nest. Concerns over the fundamental issue of taxation without representation rippled through the colonies, echoed by voices like Benjamin Franklin's. He warned that restricting colonial trade solely to Britain was a ploy, lining London merchants' pockets under the guise of colonial upkeep. Samuel Adams unleashed his formidable wit in the press, framing the Sugar Act as a blatant betrayal of the fundamental rights claimed by colonists as British citizens. The tax, he argued, was not merely economic discrimination, but a precursor to graver subjugations. As he stirred public discourse, politics seeped into every tavern and town square, and Adams was the indefatigable conductor of this orchestration. The Stamp Act followed shortly on the heels of the Sugar Act, reaching the colonies by the end of May 1764. Striking at the very lifeblood of colonial communication, it imposed a tax on all paper products, making everything from newspapers to legal documents significantly more expensive. While the Sugar Act invited boycotts and the promotion of local trade, the Stamp Act's grip was tighter, its reach broader, and its avoidance far trickier. Adams recognized the need for a more ingenious form of defiance against the Stamp Act of 1765. His overt efforts included drafting petitions and rallying for legislative representation. Yet, it was his covert operations that made the most waves. He leveraged his extended network of various social strata, from merchants to laborers, to ensure that no stamped paper reached Boston's markets without the imminent threat of public uproar. The relentless American resistance to the Stamp Act presented a stark realization to British officials. Enforcing the law without the use of force was impossible. The act, invasive as it was, backfired spectacularly. Its intended consequence was to reassert British dominance, but instead it catalyzed a spirit of unity among the disparate American colonies. The Stamp Act, meant to divide and conquer, had inadvertently sown the seeds of unified revolt, a pivotal step toward the burgeoning quest for American independence. Part 5. A Strategic Advance from Protest to Proactive Change The repeal of the Stamp Act unleashed waves of relief throughout the American colonies. Yet amidst the celebrations, Samuel Adams was troubled, harboring deep concerns about the future. He recognized that the Parliament and King were not necessarily champions of colonial interests, and their actions seemed to oscillate between misguidance and malintent. Adams was resolute. Should their ignorance be the issue, he would enlighten them. If malevolence was at play, he would fortify the resistance to oppose such tyrannical advances. Seeking to bolster communal involvement and accountability in governance, Adams spearheaded the creation of a public gallery within the Massachusetts House of Representatives. The intent was clear. Transparency would lead to better informed citizens and thus a stronger resistance. Confronting what he perceived as rampant falsehoods circulating in London, he advocated for the appointment of a colonial agent whose sole mission was to present the American perspective directly to the English elite. The legislative hurdle of the Townsend Act, which imposed new taxes on various imports, followed next, but the governor blocked the House from meeting to address it. Undeterred, 
Adams championed the cause of non-importation, pushing for a boycott of taxable goods. If taxes were to be levied on everyday items, simplicity and self-sufficiency would be the new colonial vogue. Adams's resolve extended to his correspondence. He dispatched letters not only to English nobility, debunking misconceptions of colonial disloyalty, but also to the very crown itself on behalf of the house. His audacious plea to the king was for reason to prevail over domination, championing the principle that while the colonists yearned for self-governance, they could still maintain their loyalty to the throne. Capitalizing on the unity that had formed during the Stamp Act's repeal, Adams persuaded the Massachusetts House to disseminate his letter across all of the American colonies, despite initial shock and disapproval from some members. His persuasive prowess soon prevailed, and the widespread circulation of the letter was ratified by a resounding majority vote. Samuel Adams had been a pivotal figure in every colonial opposition to British taxation thus far. His actions steadily escalated tensions, pushing both the American colonies and their British rulers closer to a looming and earth-shattering conflict. Part 6. Igniting the Flames of a Full-Fledged Rebellion As the cloak of night settled over Boston on April 18, 1775, whispers echoed through the British barracks. The intent was clear, to stifle the rising tide of colonial insurrection by engaging the Massachusetts militia at Lexington. The British knew that decisive action could demoralize the colony's resistance. Unbeknownst to them, however, a network more intricate and discreet than they could imagine was already stirring under the cover of darkness. Paul Revere was a key strand in this web of information, tasked with the critical mission of warning the last stalwarts of liberty. As the clock struck midnight, he evaded British patrols with the dexterity of a seasoned spy, riding with the urgency that the gravity of the situation demanded. His message was vital. He had to alert Samuel Adams and John Hancock, who were en route to Philadelphia, about the sudden mobilization of British forces. Samuel Adams, the instigator of upheaval, had long been marked by the British as a formidable adversary. His talent for discreet operations and erasing his tracks had put him on the radar, yet his strategic foresight kept him a step ahead. With General Gage's appointment in June 1774 to suppress Massachusetts' dissent, the spotlight inevitably fell on Adams. Ever vigilant, Adams had woven a tapestry of covert communications, positioning himself to outmaneuver British strategy at every turn. The frustration of the British officers was palpable. The colonists seemed to possess an almost prophetic understanding of their plans. Thus, when Revere's horse hooves thundered in the silent night well past midnight, Adams and Hancock were not caught unawares. Nor was the Minutemen militia. Every move had been calculated, every response prepared. The call to arms was not a reaction, it was an affirmation of readiness for a showdown long in the making. The first shots of the American Revolution were about to ring out, the echo of which would change the course of history forever. Samuel Adams, the orchestrator in the shadows, had helped set the stage for a nation's momentous fight for freedom. Final summary. Samuel Adams remains a pivotal yet enigmatic figure in the pantheon of America's founding fathers. His lifelong journey, punctuated by a robust education, an unwavering commitment to reason and persuasion, 
and an unrivaled skill for operating under the radar, sowed the seeds for revolution. His influence was instrumental in rallying a cluster of disparate colonies behind a single banner of resistance against British rule. From the defiant early articles of the independent advertiser to the nights of clandestine messages and urgent warnings, Adams's guiding hand was felt across the burgeoning movements that would define the struggle for American independence. His legacy is not encased in monuments of marble or bronze, but rather in the enduring principles of freedom and self-governance that he championed. Samuel Adams may have diligently worked to ensure his personal actions would fade into the tapestry of America's story, but in doing so, he helped to paint a tableau of nationhood that endures, his contributions etched into the foundation of a country built on his revolutionary vision. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then. Happy reading and happy listening.